If you're growing a business or just thinking about launching a startup, this is definitely the podcast for you. This is Fast Forward, brought to you by Tech Manchester. We support early stage tech focused businesses. Each week, we'll dive into the issues that we know keep entrepreneurs awake at night. We'll chat to experts who'll share their tips and advice on how to handle everything from raising finance, making your first hire, to getting your company noticed on social media or in the press. Running a business is a roller coaster. It's exhilarating, but it's pretty damn scary at times too. We're here to help you get your business off the ground and hopefully get a better night's sleep. It's hosted by me, Patricia Keating, Executive Director at Tech Manchester. Standing in a tin shed, waiting for the van to come. Oh, friend, have you seen where my golden tickets be? Welcome back to the Fast Forward podcast. This month was dedicated to angel investment, the best ways to raise funding and how to start your own investment journey. But since we began recording this series, the global landscape has completely changed due to COVID-19. Millions of people around the world are quarantined and the daily stream of news is, well, it's terrifying. But for founders, the biggest challenge is keeping their team safe and while somehow trying to continue to build momentum, against this market adversity and ensure that there's enough cash in the bank to sustain their company for growth. So this episode um, is our Ask the Angel episode, and it's there to answer some of the concerns that you, the founders and the angels have around raising finance and protecting these startups during these uncertain times. Um, My guest today is Jenny Tooth, CEO of the UK Business Angels Association, the trade body for angel and early stage investment, um, who represent over 15,000 investors around the UK. Um, Jenny first joined me on episode 55 um, when we were talking about why more women need to, to invest in startups. And she's now back to answer a whole host of your questions and try and allay some of those concerns. Um, Welcome back, Jenny. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, This time virtually, you're in London and I'm uh, in my bedroom in Manchester. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Trish. I mean, it's really, really good to be able to speak to everyone. And I I think we're all really adjusting to to this life, you know, working away from our offices and being able to meet people. But it doesn't stop us being able to connect and interact and share ideas and, and help at this time. No, and technology is playing such a crucial part in keeping us um, all connected. Um, but I can imagine, you know, like things are incredibly difficult in London. So first of all, how are you? How are the team? Um, how has work changed? And, and how are you all dealing with that? Uh, thanks. Well, I think probably like everyone, I mean, we, we've now shut down our office. We're a relatively small team. So to a degree, that was easier. We're, we're about, there's about four and a half of us, five of us there. And we are able to really work remotely. So there's been a lot of uh, team conversations. We've been using uh, lots of uh, online meetings. And we've also been doing a few webinars as well where we can. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's, it's difficult times. I think the smaller you are, the easier it's been to actually operate from home. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. And I think it's something that startups are actually familiar with because they are quite often homeworking and um, sort of working in sort of third places. So um, it's probably something that they can they can adjust to from a lifestyle point of view. Um, but let's let's talk about the startups um, and also the angels. I can imagine that you guys have been inundated um, with concerns and, and requests for help. What are some of the major ones that they've that they've been raising with you and the UK BAA? Yes, I think I think clearly the biggest challenge has been for many startups that were looking to raise money this year. Um, many of you will have just been getting that whole um, investment proposal ready, preparing your pitch deck, um, thinking who you're going to reach out to. And then obviously, as you start to reach out, realizing that probably at this stage, you'll be getting very little response. It's been a really challenging time for startups that are on that on that raising cycle. 
Um, and also for those uh, those startups and early stage businesses have already had some early stage money and have got I, I got maybe some angel investment in the business or some early seed funds, incredibly challenging for them because they have had they've been promising that they're going to deliver a great deal to their investors, but also preparing possibly for that next phase of funding that was going to take them through the growth cycle. So. Really, this is hitting uh, entrepreneurs along many parts of that whole of that whole growth cycle, uh, whether they're just starting out or just really growing at this stage. The one thing we know at UKBAA is that this is an incredibly challenging time for angel investors. Many angel investors have, on average, around seventeen investments in their existing portfolios. Some of them, many, many more that demand their time and attention. And for many investors, they actually put a certain proportion of their money into backing startups because they feel really committed to helping them. But if they look at the rest of their money and they look at the whole global scene at the moment, it's absolute chaos, as you know, at the stock exchange, if you've got stocks, if you've got property. Often that's how angels have made their money. And so that part of their wealth now is incredibly addressed. So they're all thinking, wow, do I have any money left at the moment to back further startups? And they're very worried about their own situation to how can I invest and back and support great businesses that I plan to do this year? But also, how do I keep my portfolio, particularly those that I was really looking to grow this year and help them move into really big success and scale-up. How do I help them too? So really challenging times um, for angels. They're not because they don't want to help, but it's just very difficult for them in their investment Mm. cycle. And venture capitalists have been in a bad scene too because, again, they have big portfolios, but many of them were just on the cusp of raising funds. This This would be a really busy time for them at the moment. Many of them just in the phase of wanting to bring more money in, ready to put it into into entrepreneurs. And they are now stuck now in that funding cycle and the demands, again, of their existing portfolio. So these are really tricky times. And we're only too conscious that the market is is slowing down for that investment at the moment. Yeah, it's like the rug has been pulled out of underneath all of us, hasn't it, that sort of financial security that angels have from their portfolio that facilitates them to be able to to have those kind of more higher risk um you know punts on on early stage stuff um that's really taken that capability away um the government um have introduced obviously a range of uh, of um uh, different initiatives uh, one of them being the coronavirus business interruption loan scheme um is is that helping um and and if so, how? And are but are there businesses that are that are being that are being missed? Because I know that it's obviously based on on accounts with the company's house. So is there is there a challenge there for some of the startups? I think the scheme has been really important as a move from government, and it was the right thing for those businesses that are in that were in this moment in a strong trading position. Had it not been for everything that happened in in, in with the, with the COVID emergency. But for many businesses that we work with, that you work with, Trish, at Tech Manchester, mm-hmm. that we look to back as angels um, and as venture capitalists, many of those businesses are pre-revenue, not even trading at the moment, not making, mm. not don't have customers, or were just in that right phase of customer acquisition, starting to build up their base, whether they're and, and whether they're B to C, B to customers, or business to business. All of that really was as yet to be realized. They were just building at that moment, almost ready to to launch. So that kind of business cannot benefit from this loan scheme because what you have to show is that you have a trading history and that, that you can pay back a loan and that more importantly, you will, through this loan, be able to get back on track again in a relatively mm. short amount of time. So businesses that we are working with cannot demonstrate any of that kind of track record. More importantly, pretty pretty challenging to pay back a loan at this time. And despite the fact the government has said that they are not that the lenders who you would go to 
do not charge any fees and um, you, you can have a holiday from the interest, you still have to pay back the actual loan payment um, on, on a regular basis. So that's really not suitable for many for many of those businesses. And I, I really would advise if you look at look at your business carefully and think, I don't tick any of those boxes. It's a real waste of time because the sites for the lenders or the applications is are inundated at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I think it is the right thing to do to 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 you know to think hard whether it's worth your time going for that. And I would probably say in many cases not kind of businesses we're all working with. But you, you, you guys are doing some work with the uh, the British Private Equity and the Venture Capital Association, looking to support those startups that aren't eligible. Yes. Um, can you talk to us a bit about what the UK BAA um, and the other organisations are doing to provide support? Well, at the moment, I think it's I think it's very difficult for us to provide support as a substitute for the investment that businesses would would be would be getting. I mean, and I think we have to segment this a bit. I mean, there are businesses who at this moment cannot access loans and there will be businesses out there that were not yet ready for investment either. I mean, you still mm. had you still had your proof of concept to get there. You still had things to do. And for those businesses, really, you you have to be looking at the other areas that are out there. If you have got employees, then obviously thinking how you can help them with the new um, 80% business retention uh, payments. And obviously, mm-hmm. if you're self-employed, you may be lucky enough to be in the right position with, with having, a, uh, having already made a tax return to be able to ultimately, and it is ultimately because it's not until June, access the relief that's coming through for self-employed. But if you were on that kind of equity pathway, it's been it's very difficult for us to help you directly because we can't kind of magic angel money at the moment. <laughs> yeah. What we are doing is asking the government, um, we are asking really for two main things. We know that co-investment funds are incredibly valuable in helping to stimulate more angels to invest. If you look yep. at the history of co-investment funds, and you have one in Manchester, there's a there's a big angel co-fund bin out there, and generally lots of groups have smaller, small owned sidecar funds. And we know that if you put some of if you put that money out there, it inc- put 50% of public money out there, then the angels will bring private capital alongside because that really helps. Say you were looking for you know, £400,000, £200,000 from government. Well, the angels can probably manage that other 200000 with that kind of help. So yeah. we can see that co-investment really could work. So we have been asking British Business Bank to extend their programmes to provide some further co-investment funds. Now, this is, in, this is an ask. We do not know whether they'll take that on board. We very much are asking and hoping that could be considered and then on the other hand, we're also um, speaking with um, Treasury um, and um, HM Treasury in terms of the enterprise investment scheme, because we know that um, angels have had great tax reliefs mm-hmm. through the enterprise investment scheme. So we've been asking them if they can make any adjustments to that scheme to offer further incentives to 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 investors to to use their money as for any of you who know the enterprise investment scheme and see the enterprise investment scheme it it, it actually offsets between 30 and 50 percent of the of the tax um the of, of, of their of their own personal taxes and it offsets that in the terms of the money they're putting into small businesses so um, we we think there's opportunity to look at that as well. And we're also talking to Innovate UK um, to ask them if they will consider how they could build out and expand their, their, their grant programme, which brings innovation grants. And again, that acts as a very good co-investment uh, opportunity alongside angels. Now, as you can see, for anyone who's listening to this, for your knocking on the door of an angel group at the moment or putting out your pitch proposal, um, that's a long-term game. And it's something that we are looking to do because we know 
it will take a while to implement and a while to have its effect. And, you know, we, we know that's not a panacea at the moment, but, but we have to help stimulate and encourage more angels. And if anyone is listening to this who themselves is thinking of being a business angel um, on the other side of that, of that at the moment, then I would say look out for the opportunities that are going to encourage you and help you to, to start to back small businesses if you were thinking about that for the coming year and thinking, well, I, perhaps I won't right now. Um, so, you know, it's really that that's going to be help to kickstart the system, get money moving, get money rolling, and hopefully that will make its way to entrepreneurs, um, you know, during the coming months. Yeah, no, I read that um, I think fundraising had dropped by about 75%. So it's, it's, you know, it's great to hear how much activity is going on between the sort of the investment organisations yourselves, um, the VCA um, uh, and so on to try and get things underway now. Um, and hopefully the, the momentum that the government has been showing over the last couple of weeks in terms of, um, you know, the salary replacement scheme, the interruption loan scheme, all of those things will will also be seen um, in the the uh, the asks that you're putting through for for EIS, um, let's talk a bit about the angel community then um, uh, themselves. Um, I would imagine that there's a lot of activity and a lot of dialogue going on within the groups, um, and and we've seen a lot of this, which has been very heartwarming across every aspect of society, where people are coming together to find ways to help each other um you know uh, whether it's doing PE with Joe Wicks at nine o'clock in the morning or you know some all, all of these new free webinars that we can all improve our our personal development what's happening in the angel community how are they coming together to help um each other um and also the um the entrepreneurs that they support yes thank you I think that I think it's kind of divided into two two aspects first of all if we look at angels and their portfolios, angels work generally in syndicates. And for any of you who've been looking to raise money or have raised money, the best way to find angel money is always through an angel group and an angel syndicate. And, and you, you, have, you have several out there. Um, and we have 75 across the whole country that we work with. And there are others. And there are, there are quite a lot in, 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 in the Northwest and indeed a uh, probably at least 30, 30 groups right across uh, the north. But what, what I think is very much is where angels come together as syndicates, and often there's a, often a lead angel in that syndicate as well that's kind of working with, on behalf of their colleagues. Angels are doing amazing things with their portfolio businesses at the moment. I know angels, I know angels who have been literally helping to pay payroll to keep their, keep their um, whole businesses alive. I know they've been giving huge amounts of strategic advice and help. Remember that angels, many of them have been through a lot of economic cycles themselves. They're often people who've either been a successful entrepreneur, they've built and grown businesses, or they've been had real strong professional careers. They've often been through many of these economic challenges and will remember the last crisis and the one before that. And so they're able to bring a lot of perspective, help, advice, and support uh, to the businesses that they're working with and the businesses they've invested in and helping them to extend their runway until obviously they feel in a position to be able to put more money in those businesses. But I know that many angels have been using their own personal spare capital to help their, the, the entrepreneurs, you know, that they can help them survive and maintain their growth curve at this time. And, and there have been a number of our groups have been um, putting out some great advice to the portfolio businesses, um, you know, thinking of ways in which they can help to build and, and grow their business. So I think that's that's been very important and that's sharing of information. And there have been some of our groups have been doing webinars for their own portfolio businesses. And then many of them have got their own advice sites as well, which is which has been great. Um, the other thing that we've been doing and encouraging is a lot, many of the groups have actually turned their pitching events now to online events. And so you'll see for any of you who are perhaps already geared up to be pitching, I mean, there are a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs were just in that pipeline, having had the dialogue, preparing to do a pitch and thinking, oh, now what? 
well, actually, angels are actually sharing um, those those pitches online to their communities. And there are some great pitch events going on, which, again, it's worth um, looking out for. Clearly, you have to be invited to pitch. So, you know, you may well, but hopefully many of you were in that pipeline. But it's always worth asking the groups that you've been in contact with who perhaps have already been talking with you. Um, is there a chance I can pitch in the coming weeks um, through your through one of your online uh, programs? So I think that's I think all, all of those things are out there that the groups are really working on. And obviously, we're having a lot of dialogue with them to make sure we're aware of their challenges and needs and able to put that information out to to government and British Business Bank and the people we're talking to. So there's lots of kind of continuing uh, push on that. Um, but I think that what we what we all are doing now is um, setting up hopefully useful websites uh, for entrepreneurs to go to. So we've got uh, we've got a, a COVID uh, information part on our website ukbaa.org.uk. Um, the BBCA, the British Venture Capital Association, has the Scale Up Institute has put a big COVID information. Uh, pages up which are really useful and actually there sets out where where local support is coming from they've reached out to all the local um, um, authorities and got that information um, tech nation has got some great information out there as to how to build and grow and and enterprise nation has been doing a lot for startups and i'm sure trish at tech manchester you've got some great information that you've been putting out too yeah, we've actually been curating a number of collections on those because there are so many great resources out there, but uh, it's almost like you can't see the wood for the trees right now because you're I inundated. Think, I think, I think you, I obviously, I don't think you can read all of that. I think in a way, yeah. a little bit is kind of browsing. If you are a tech company, um, obviously besides Tech Mantra, I think, you know, Tech Nation have had some good stuff yeah. out there. If you're yeah. really early stage startup, I do think Enterprise Nation has got some good stuff out there. As yeah. well, you know, that side. So I think it is, you know, it is about that. And I think, I think for many, many businesses, I agree, there's huge amounts of information. I mean, there, there are, you know, there are some key things that I'm sure you are all doing. And as I said, the one thing you've got to consider at the moment is how can I extend my runway so that I will be ready for funding later on this year? Being pragmatic, that is widely what you've got to do. And I think that's that's very important. Um, and I think it's also worth thinking, well, should I be looking for the same amount of money or could I be looking for a slightly small amount of money that might be easier for someone to give me as well at this time? I mean, I think that is also worth thinking about. And I think it's also worth thinking about how you continue to maintain the dialogue, you know, with with your customers, with those people you were planning to market to, maybe even if you hadn't got out there, you know, how far can you use social media to keep your profile out there so people are still aware of you as a small business and can remember what you're doing? I think that's, that's also um, very important as well at this stage. I will say, and let's let's be clear, for many of you small businesses out there, this is actually an interesting time of opportunity. And there are businesses that are really able to um, support, you know, if you're in anything to do with, with logistics, if you're if you're about delivering interesting um, connectivity online, anything to do with you know meetings and you know helping to support platforms to function, helping people to connect. I think all of those are great opportunities for you to put out there at the moment. And obviously, we know there are fantastic businesses um, are in digital health, for example, um, amazing um, support opportunities um, to help people who are vulnerable or need need support at a distance. Um, I think there are, there are there are a lot of those areas. So it is worth looking at your and can you can you pivot anything you're doing yeah. into into those areas. And I, I recognize the many that's that's just not where you're at. And I think that I mean, that is really where thinking about what adaptations you can make to keep keep going at the moment um, to, so that you're in a strong position 
to go out there and and reach out, you know, for for that next piece of market share when it arrives. But also so that you can show investors when the time comes that you have been continued show to show your resilience to investors to show you've been able to maintain yeah. your business through that time. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think what you've just said there um, about sort of that longer runway and that reality that, you know, fundraising is going to have to be towards the back end of 2020 leads us really nicely into uh, some of the questions that we got. Um, so we, uh, what we had done for this podcast, Jenny, is that we'd reached out to the community and asked entrepreneurs and angels for what were their questions? What were their burning questions that are keeping them awake at night right now? Um, and, you know, Karen Gould from Gateway to Enterprise um, made a comment. Um, she's actually in the fundraising side mm-hmm. um, and she had made a, a statement to say that fundraising, um, you know, that um, startups need to expect the fundraising is going to take at least 30 percent longer and that valuations will have to come down. Um, what are your views on those two um, statements? Would you agree with those? Do you think they're maybe a bit um, they're maybe a bit short? Um, you know, thirty percent means you know perhaps you could be raising by September. Is that realistic? Um, and what do you think about valuations? Is there a, is there a, an anticipated percentage reduction? You know, is everyone's valuations going to reduce by twenty percent or thirty percent? What are your thoughts? I think those are really interesting uh, comments that, that Karen has made. Um, I think I'm not quite sure when she said that, but I would say the situation realistically would be like more likely to be moving towards October now. If mm-hmm. I were being on, you know, which is really the beginning of quarter four, I yeah. think that's more likely to be the case. And because I think, I think whatever happens, there's got to be a remobilization of investment and of the investment community. Because people are focusing on their existing portfolio, as I said, the remobilization to those who are funding for the first time is going to take longer just to get that money together again. So I think that's, I think that's a more realistic um, uh, situation. I think with valuations, I think there's some interesting things we'll talk about. And I have to say, there's an inve- there's a, you know, there are thinking in the investment community that valuations were going through the roof. Um, there's a very, very strong sense among the investment community over the last, say, two years that invest that valuations were being, I would say, to some extent, exaggerated. And I don't necessarily mean by the entrepreneurs. It's been across the board in all kinds of ways. And, and also, um, that, so, so that is, there will possibly be some push towards more realistic valuations. There are one or two issues out there. For example, um, if, for example, you've had a convertible note, and for anyone who isn't aware of that, there is a form of investment which is not direct equity where you are you are given what is in effect a, a loan which converts into equity when, when, the, when the next piece of investment comes in. And it can be a way of bridging the situation. And this is something that quite a lot of the of the venture capital community is looking at at the moment. And also there have been some proposals out there as an approach that might be taken. And that is likely to drive down valuations as well, because what you're doing is you're creating a situation whereby you're saying you're looking at the business now and saying, I'm going to give you this money. Later on, when you get investment, that will become equity. And actually, in time, the you know the, the economic situation may not improve at all for those businesses in terms of their customers, markets, etc. And so, I think that is a bit of a, a, a danger that people will look at businesses coming out of the situation in a few months' time and say, you know what, we've got a lot more work to do now to build up your growth and build up that valuation again, which is really dependent on you acquiring more customers, more market share, etc. So I think I'm, you know, I, I think this is not about investors being mean. I think it's about you having some realistic thinking about um, about how you can how you will value your business in the when you go out for fundraising again and what will be the important and significant assets that you have that you can actually value and make make them important to you know to the investors 
I think it may be from what you were saying there, by some kind of, I guess, the butterfly effect or, or, or uh, in some ways that has this maybe av- avoided another dot-com bubble? Were we heading for one, another one of those, perhaps, with the valuations? I, well, I um, think that's right, Trish. And, and investors investors who've been through that have very <laughs> strong memories. Um, yes. and, you know, and there's quite a number of the investment community, as I said, have been through these economic cycles and, and know that, that's, that that happens. I mean, what you're wanting to get is drive the investment, you know, to get it going again. So yeah. it's about being realistic. If you want, if you would like to get that investment, being flexible and adaptable um, at this time, and it is better than doing up going in with a hard negotiation. Yeah. Um, our next question here is from Reese Jones. Um, he's from uh, founder of uh, a business called YourFitness.co, mm-hmm. um, which is an online um, fitness app. Um, so he's asked, has the appetite for in-person services enabled by tech, such as Uber, etc., been diminished given the issues highlighted by working or interact or interacting when close proximity with others during this out- outbreak. So is there an appetite has dropped for those types of things? Um, and has that seen investors move more to investing in um, and out of tech as opposed to other areas? I think that's a so, really interesting question. First of all, yes, there's been such a massive rise in great um, you know, gyms and, you know, there's all kinds of yoga, all kinds of interactive, all kinds of interactive things, which, you know, where it was very people focused, very mm. people focused. But, I mean, let's just think about it. This is all about, as I was saying, how you are going to exploit the current situation. So, first of all, there is, going to, there is first of all, such an, a, a demand at the moment for online you know, online fitness, online well-being, uh, online support to all of those people who are stuck at home, all of the people who normally work and are out there, many of them. Um, where I am in Hackney, they've closed Victoria Park, which is a massive park here. And so, you know, that people need to do workouts at home. Um, people need well-being at home. So if you're in any of those areas, this is a time for you to think how you can put this online. And there are people doing it direct online in terms of, you know, direct, um, and then also creating opportunities for this to be accessed. So this is a great time for you to get together with your colleagues in, in tech and see how you can do some of this online. I think there's also a very, very good thing to be thinking about, and this is all about now how you prepare yourself for the future. Just think of all the demand there's going to be for well-being, fitness, get well, you know, let's get our bodies back. Um, when we get out there, when those doors are finally unlocked, I think, I think, you know, thinking how you can do this, maintain a customer base now, maintain a following, and then get ready for this. And you may have had to make some, some adjustments of how you do this for the future. But I think there will be such a demand. I think it's the big area. But when I look at one of the areas that will be exploited so much more in the future, I think that's going to be very strong. So think about that in terms of thinking, how can you keep your runway going, keep your customers, keep everyone in touch with you and be ready to take a big market share when the time comes? Mm. Nice. So I think that you've just made some really good really good points there about maintaining but also getting ready to capitalize on the on the future <laughs> I, I do think it will be about getting our bodies back I mean, because the snacking say, the snacking know, and the wine jenny is just, it's, it's, <laughs> just say, there is another hard story to this of anyone who's in food and drink of course but i would say i mean I, and you know and i again this is not this was not a flippant remark I know it's really, really tough for this for these sectors. And I mean, obviously, the government has put some grants out there um, for those for those sectors. Uh, many of you are self-employed as well, so you will need to try and see if you can exploit some of those um, support systems going along. But I just, you know, take courage if you're in any of those areas of you know hospitality, leisure, events, um, you know, um, gyms, and all of that, you know. First of all, there is stuff out there, but also I think you're well placed for the future if you can keep going. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, okay, so our next question is from Josh Turner from Stand for Socks. Um, he actually recently appeared on uh, Dragon's Den. Um, so every pair of socks that he sells on his website, he gives a pair of socks to uh, someone in need. Wow. Um, and he's he um, obviously went on to um, explore for fundraising, but I think with the, the whole Dragon's Den thing, it's more about raising your profile to, to raise mm-hmm. your real money. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was wondering, um, particularly now, um, you know, VC um, versus angel investment, um, you know, at raising at this point, you know, what impact that would have on a growth timeline and are doors opened or closed down the line um, with one over the other? Um, or is it just completely different now, Jenny? Is there, is there, are all the rules completely different now? And, you know, is it yeah. just there's always going to be everybody in at the, every point now? What, what way? I I do, Trish, I think the points you made, you know, are are very significant. And and obviously, thanks very much for for the question. And well done for getting as far as Dragon's Den. But even rich dragons aren't investing now, are they? (laughs) This is a big issue for us all. Um, But um, gone back into their lairs or whatever. But um, (laughs) I think, think, you know, being realistic at the moment, clearly – if you're able to sell online and, you know, keep your customer base, I do think it's quite interesting about socks, don't you all? Because are we all wearing socks at the moment? Um, hand no. up to everyone sitting there in their bare feet at this moment, enjoying the twiddling their toes. But, um, but I, I mean, clearly, um, you know, the whole idea about online, um, you know, supply of, of clothing is obviously going to remain, you know, very, very significant. So, I think I think the fact that you've got an established, you know, business and we're getting ready for fundraising, you know, is important. I, I as I as I mentioned earlier, I mean, yes, the rules are changing at the moment, and I think we have to be absolutely clear that um, even though it's an attractive business, it's still really going to be very tough for you to access a market. The big challenge are people in in you know, B2C markets, business to customer markets, because, you know, customers who are not going out and wanting to wear clothing is a very, very tough area at the moment. And I think that is something. But that said, again, this is about you keeping to keeping your business moving, trying to keep acquiring customers and ha- maintain, because the big thing angels look for and that VCs is traction. So have you got customers? Have you got sales? What is the opportunity for you that you're looking to grab with your business um, that, that's more market that I can get through giving you some equity, some extra money into your business? How will that help you to build and grow a bigger market share? So I think it's very important to think that is really what you're trying to do and still keep building. And thinking of strategies in which you can continue to prove and build your customer base, even if it's not as high as as it was, that's going to be very important. That's what angels will be looking for. And then I think, again, thinking about how much money you need for the future. Can you rethink your business strategy to have a a longer period, perhaps less money that, that you'll need immediately? I mean, all of that's worth thinking about and restructuring your investment proposal and being ready um, to have, uh, you know, to have really good figures, really good realistic projections for the future and showing how you can now use the benefits of online, which has been vital. I mean, people will be looking as investors now to say who's been able to exploit online. This is Mm. really where we're going to go for the future. So the more you can demonstrate your capability to, to, to be both an online and an offline and how far you can get that customer acquisition, keep all those, keep all those numbers going, keep recording, develop your proposal and you'll be strengthening your, your business for the future. But I have to be realistic. I, you know, as I've said, I don't think unless you've already got some um, investment so far, it's going to be easy in the near future. Yeah, it's about your raising from your customers. Mm. Um, so we've got um, kind of two questions from Adam Kilshaw. Um, and Adam's in a very um, challenging situation because he is thinking about finding a business. 
Um, so his first question was actually as a new startup due to launch in the next three months, um, what do you think the interest will be in any sort of startups um, in the employment or recruitment sector? I think this is incredibly challenging for, for Adam. And, and what advice would you give for anyone that was thinking about starting a business in the next in the next three to six months? What would be your advice? And I think, you know, this is, again, a, a very challenging situation for you because I think there are two aspects. People start businesses in different ways. When you start a business, the most important thing, the way to start a business, is because you have identified a fantastic niche, a need that you can fill, an opportunity that you can take, maybe an issue or a challenge that you've seen in the market that you think you can fulfill. And that's that should really be the impetus to do it just because you and I, this is no this is not saying you are at all, Adam, but for those who are just thinking, I'd like to be an entrepreneur, this is not the time to do it. Yeah. Okay. So I I am I'm assuming, um, Adam, in going into the recruitment um, and kind of human resources side, that you have you have possibly from that, you've got experience, you've identified a niche, you've identified a problem and a need. And I think that's, you know, that is your big starting point. You, I, you should not stop thinking that through. Um, you may want to go through all the motions. I mean, I would totally go through all the motions of developing that business model. How will it make money? Not how can it now? How will it make money? What will that business look like? How, what, you know, how will that customer base look like? How will I find customers ca- carrying on? In a, if I imagine that in a few months' time, we're still in an online world, um, how will I be using tech? I mean, in fact, tech's amazing, isn't it, for human resources at the moment? Because, um, first of all, everybody needs help and advice and support um, in terms of kind of how you're working with your teams, how you're hiring all of the issues that people need to consider in, 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 in their human resources side um, need to be thought through at a time when it's very challenging for your, for your employees. So thinking about how is there a massive service I could be developing that's coming out of this that will really fulfill the needs going forward? And having a business model that reflects that, I think, would be very valuable. That you have to be realistic in how far I would build it I would think it through. I would, I would even try to test market as much as you can online. Remember how much beta testing we look for as, as, as investors. We need to show that you've not just built and grown an idea, but that you've actually tested it out. So how far can you test that out? So develop, use these coming months to, you know, to develop it, shape it, prove it works. And uh, and then you should be in good shape to start looking for your first funding. But, you know, being realistic, this is about a business building uh, time and, and creating it as the strongest business model you can for the future rather than, think, you know, just reaching out and launching out now and looking for money. I think you're, um, you know, what you were saying there is is so um, spot on, Jenny. I think right now you've got a lot of people at home with time on their hands who are seeing, you know, the world that they knew crash around down around their ears, but they'll be seeing problems. Um, and there's now all of this content and support and people like ourselves and the, and yourselves at the Business Angels who've got all of these new resources where people can start fleshing out these business ideas. So I think once we get through this, you know, we quite possibly might see an explosion of startups, people who've been working on little side hustles, you know, using their time at home productively um, to, to cr- come up and innovate. And I think innovation happens at some of the most challenging times, that, you know, as we've seen through, we've seen through history. Yes. And thank you, Trish. And I would say to anyone at this moment, you know, if you feel you have the entrepreneurial spirit, uh, you know, don't feel daunted at this moment because this could be your chance to be really thinking through. You may see some whole new opportunity that never occurred to you before because of the situation you find yourself in or those around you or, or whatever, which may help you either pivot your existing business or think of some new idea. But as I said, you know, being realistic, probably very difficult to fund it right now, but maybe this is the real business of the future that when you come into, you know, 2021 will be 
exactly what everyone needs because we will have to have learned from this, won't we? And we will be we will be having whole new ways of doing things. And you could well have some fantastic answers to that and thinking that through now. Um, so yeah, use your creativity, um, use your use your innovation. And and I would also say, why not start building your team around it? You know, start to share those ideas and start to build your skill base between each other and start to do that. And that may be because you're intending to still do work at this moment and return to work and thinking of this as your future model or thinking that this is how you can operate for the future. Yeah. Amazing, amazing advice. Um, last question from um, our uh, externals before we, we wrap up. Um, Sally Penny, she's um, uh, one of Manchester's leading barristers and also founder of Women in the Law UK. Um, she's asked, do you think that investing in startups is going to continue or is it now going to be considered simply just too risky? Well, I think that's a, you know, that is a very interesting question. If I talk about the here and now, I think if you look at the current situation, I mean, there are many, many people who are passionate about entrepreneurs and small businesses. The small businesses are the lifeblood of our economy, and they will be so much needed and wanted for the future. Um, and we know that we've already heard, I think it was on the news today, that we should expect you know, a, a, you know, a considerable number of businesses to fail during this period of time. But out of it, as we have just been talking about these last few minutes, amazing, strong businesses will come through and amazing ideas and amazing innovations. And I think that for all those of us who, who back small businesses, we will continue to be inspired. And I hope that many more people will be inspired to do so too. The work that we're doing with government at the moment is to try and, first of all, build and support the existing pool of angel investing so that they do not stop investing during this period of time. And that's obviously both looking at funds that can bolster their own investments, but also potentially any adjustments within, within the tax regime. So I think that the, the, what we're looking for is to help that, that continuance of what has been the most significant pool of private investment coming through to small businesses over these last few years. I mean, we, we currently know that the EIS stats tell us that there was nearly 2 billion invested last year in nearly um, 4,000 small businesses. And we may well lose some of that, but uh, we certainly won't, I think many of us lose that, that passion incentive. What we do want to do though, is encourage and build many, many more angel investors into this market because the time will come when we come through this, when there will be such a, a pent-up demand, obviously, for, from, from entrepreneurs and small businesses. So we will be working on, on how we can build and grow and build the capacity of angel investors across the UK at this time. And we're working with many local players um, who, who we will be working with to help bring both education, information, advice, and support. Uh, we've got our own online um, angel investment course called Effective Angel Investing, and you can uh, find out about that on our own website. And we obviously will be continuing to raise the flag and raise the importance of angel investing. I don't think it will be any more risky than anything else out there in this world going forward. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think we so. We are all risk takers at the moment in terms of our kind of survival, both, you know, in all that we're doing. Um, so I think that we shouldn't think that, but we do need to help people. And as a, you know, as a, someone who's in a legal firm there, I mean, you will be seeing people with, with the wealth and opportunity whose wealth might be challenged right now, but who over time, you know, can be helped to really see that opportunity for the future. And we will be doing our best to both leverage that to encourage and help people. And uh, we hope that we can continue to mobilize a really strong investment community coming through this year and going forward. 
I mean, I think from everything you're saying, Jenny, just to, so we're um, going to wrap up here, but um, it almost sounds like this whole situation might level the playing field in a lot of ways that, you know, those high net worths who maybe would have steered away from startups in the past, um, it's almost like leveled the playing field because they're, you know, they're cash cows like construction or property or, you know, pensions and things like that, or maybe not as uh, a sure bet as they once were. They're just as, as risk as anything else um, right now. Um, the ability now that angel syndicates are now moving virtually and doing their pitching online, is that going to open up a whole bunch of new high net worths, particularly women who wouldn't have normally gone to those pitching events, um, who now might be able to um, consider the startup because it's not their typical portfolio product. Um, and because then it'll be more accessible um, for them as well. Um, it'll be really interesting yeah, to see yeah. how these things and all evolve. We think we think there's a huge kind of social inclusiveness in all this at the moment. And I do think you're absolutely right, uh, Trish, that I think many more people, uh, first of all, many more people can look at, look at pictures now than they could before because they're not so, mm-hmm. you know, you haven't got to go and pick up the kids and whatever and all the other things yeah. you might do and all the other challenges or, just because you're extremely busy people and, um, uh, uh, you know, as, as, uh, as individuals and professionals and people who've got that financial capacity. I think, secondly, you're absolutely right. Where would you put your money now um, for the future? Property probably isn't going to be the great one, other assets. But small businesses, well, as I said, they're the lifeblood. They will be the future. So I'm hoping that many people will see that. And there's also a big aspect that, you know, angel investing addresses many of the most important social and global challenges in in the world. Most of us as angels, we know whether we're backing healthcare, education, all kinds of areas, they make such an impact. And at this time, we we need money behind small businesses to continue to address those issues and the impact that we're seeing from, you know, from the coronavirus is spreading out across all kinds of, of people. So, I think that, you know, moving those even who were originally thinking of being philanthropic, you know, and, and, and perhaps, you know, giving in other ways could be also thinking of using their money in this way. So I totally agree with you. I think we'll create hopefully a new community model to back entrepreneurs going forward. Jenny, I have thoroughly enjoyed speaking to you this morning and, you know, I could talk to you all day. <laughs> Um, but um, I think you've given some really, um, really valid and um, thoughtful advice there to both the angel, uh, angel communities and, and the startup entrepreneurs that are out there. I know it's incredibly difficult for everyone um, at the minute and um, sleep isn't coming easy to any of us. Um, but hopefully some of Jenny's advice today might give you a little bit more uh, of a better night's sleep. Thanks, Jenny. Thank you. What a pleasure. Thanks very much.